Welcome to another episode of Pat and the Fat Man, where we like to talk about movies, sports, or whatever else we feel like. I'm Pat. And I'm the Fat Man. Just the Fat Man. Just Here. the Fat Man. Talking to you live if you're watching the YouTube or unlive if you're listening to the podcast later on. Talking about some sports ball. We're in the throes of spring and we are now in baseball season, football season is well over. We never covered the Super Bowl because we didn't care. Nah, not really. <laughs> I, I'm trying to remember who played. <laughs> That's a good question. Was it Kansas City? <laughs> Yes, Kansas City and somebody not Kansas City. <laughs> That's how important <laughs> this was. Yeah. I remember feeling like it was a good game. <laughs> uh, we are awesome. Oh, Philly. Philly. That's right. It was the that's Eagles. What I couldn't remember. Yeah, that's right. That's we right. <laughs> it's the bleeping Eagles. Eagles. And I just got out of jail and I hate the Eagles, Eagles man. man. <laughs> Look, man, I've had a really rough night and just got out of jail and I hate the Eagles. You got to get out of my car right now. Right now. <laughs> Uh, so yeah yeah that was uh I, I remember it being a decent game kansas city ended up pulling out the win uh which is always good when the eagles lose happy about that i just remember there was a pregnant rihanna like 80 feet high in the air <laughs> i did not watch the halftime show i really didn't either it was just everyone was talking about it the next day okay yeah. <laughs> I remember the postseason. Uh, obviously, nothing happened for Cleveland because they didn't go. <laughs> Dallas managed to beat the curse of the first law. You know, usually they lose in the first, first round. round loss. You know, we were going up against Tampa Bay. Everybody was talking up Tom Brady. Oh, he's had a bad season, but he's amazing during the playoffs. He's never lost a game. Blah, 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 blah. And, you know, we just beat the crud out of him like flat out. It was embarrassing. And it was very much, yeah, this is Brady's last game with the Bay. And it was. It was his last game ever. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. We very angrily tucked him into his retirement bed. So Tom Brady, <laughs> after losing his wife and children, decided finally to retire from football. <laughs> Idiot. <laughs> it wasn't the losing the family that triggered it. It was losing football. Yep, and uh, and then we played the 49ers, and it was came down to the wire, and again, we lost in the playoffs on a really, really stupid play at the very end of the season. <laughs> stupid play. Like, is it literally Ezekiel, and we'll get to this because it's about Zeke, <laughs> but Ezekiel Elliott's last play as a cowboy was as the center. Wow. Yeah. That's just like saying, you know what? Let's just throw stuff at the wall and see what sticks. That's exactly what it was. <laughs> Seriously, get, go to YouTube and watch this play because this is the most ridiculous BS you'll ever see in your whole life. Ezekiel Elliott's the center snapping to Prescott. There are no other blockers. There's no running backs. Everybody else is like spread out. And, and it's this, I don't know how the play was supposed to work, right? I don't know what the, but it got thrown, it got caught, and I guess the guy was supposed to throw it to somebody else, but he got tackled, and that was it. <laughs> that was the end of the Cowboy season. 
There's an amazing fake fan reaction to the Cowboys season. Um, and the guy does, he does all, all the different sports, all the different uh, football teams, you know, so fan reaction to whoever season. But if you look it up on YouTube, it's pretty solid because he basically does the same. He starts at the very end of last of the 2021-22 season with the, that was the stupidest play you could have ended the season on. Why did you, that was the dumbest thing ever. And basically just repeats that for the end of the 2022-23 season. So, yeah, Cowboys got one further along there. Um, definitely a lot of questions about quarterback and just about Cowboys in general because the big ticket item was Pollard. So the Cowboys had two pretty amazing running backs through the course of the year, Ezekiel Elliott and Tony Pollard. Pollard's kind of your big big yardage, you know, big money uh, running back, fast on the outside, can get around the corners kind of a guy. Elliott's the... Take it up the middle, can get you three to five yards, typically, kind of running back. They both put up pretty superior numbers among running backs across the country. Elliott had his worst year with the Cowboys and still put up close to 900 yards, but Pollard put up more. And so Pollard was up. Basically, his uh, rookie contract was over, and he so he was up for free agency if they didn't franchise tag him. And that was the big question going into, was it March? It was mid-March, right? When the franchise tags had to be put in place? Yes. Yeah. So he was a big question. They opted to do the franchise tag for him. And they offered him like $10.1 million. The problem they then had was between him, Ezekiel Elliott, Tony Pollard, and um, what's his name? Dak Prescott. They were already pretty well on their way to the salary cap. And so something had to give. And the thing they had to give was Ezekiel Elliott. They basically said, we're not going to renew you. We're going to take the con- the franchise tag from you. If you decide to go somewhere else, best of luck to you. Well, for certain, they were giving up Dak Prescott. Because at this point, they're married to him until they can reasonably get rid of him. Yeah, he's basically the new Tony Romo. It, it, God bless him. He's better than Romo. <laughs> right. And, and again, you're not going to draft a quarterback because let's face it, you're not going to be you know high enough in the draft to, to no. draft a quarterback. And then having a air quote stable quarterback is the best thing you can hope for in the NFL right now. So you don't get rid of that. And if you're committed to the other guy, then yeah, Ezekiel's got to you know, walk. Yeah. And, and I mean, to give Dak some credit. He did get us to the playoffs two years in a row. I mean, that's nothing to sneeze at, especially considering, you know, the Cowboys awful record <laughs> for so many years. Well, yeah, I was going to say, I mean, I don't know their record, but was that ever on Tony Romo's resume as a Cowboy? I don't know. I'll have to look at it. <laughs> <laughs> but I think the fact that you have to go look it up probably says, you know, says a great deal about Romo versus Dak. But yeah. Zeke going, that was big. That's big. Zeke's been uh, with the franchise for seven years. He's been a great guy, to be honest. And so has Prescott. Like, that's one of the the nice things about so many of the Cowboys these days. I don't know about football players in general, but at least Cowboys. They're not a bunch of gangsters. You know, you remember a lot of the football players and, and basketball players and whatnot in, like, the 90s and early 2000s. They were just a bunch of sobs. (laughs) <laughs> they were they were not good people no they were not and there's still plenty of them out there in in professional sports but it seems like there's there appears to be a shift more towards the professional athlete who cares about the fans and cares about the city he plays in well yeah because 
for a while there, it was looking like the trend of like, you know, playboy, party boy, kind of superstar athletes in the NFL was going to be a thing. That seems to have gone away because from year in to year out, you don't know what's going to happen. Yeah. The game was going so fast and so hard right now that one play could be the end of anybody's career. So they'd like to play nicey nice with the organization, the city and the fans. So that way that that is a good reason to keep them. Right. Because <laughs> that will generate money. So that's as good of a reason as as long as you can have average play and good PR teams are more likely to keep you. Yeah. Well, at least a team like Dallas, because while they do want to win, you know, a Super Bowl, their need to win a Super Bowl is lessened by the fact that they have a brand name in the NFL that spreads beyond the city of Dallas so they can survive a little bit. (laughs) Unlike, say, you know, Cleveland. Cleveland's fan base is Cleveland and any expat Cleveland people, you know? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Anybody from Florida, basically, you know, (laughs) or a lot of the people that, you know, move from Cleveland to Florida, that's your fan base, so you got to try to keep them happy. Plus, it's not that you haven't done good is that you've done really bad for the better part of 23 years so yeah you know unlike dallas good years bad years pretty average you know some years you go to the playoffs some years you don't but there's always hope there you know you could reasonably see getting to the highest you know game that there is (laughs) yeah there's always a hope it's always a, a, a chance reasonable (laughs) yeah a, a, a real not just a chance but a reasonable chance (laughs) <laughs> you could actually, you know, say, you know what? If I put money down, I could win. Yeah, it's possible. The odds aren't great. <laughs> right. Whereas like a Browns fan is like, if I put money down, I might as well spend it on a lottery ticket because the same odds. Yeah. <laughs> the lottery might be better odds. Yeah, the lottery might be <laughs> slightly better odds <laughs> than the Browns going to the Super Bowl. <laughs> so that was the big news. We we also did some trading with the Houston Texans, uh, they got wide receiver Noah Brown. So he was kind of an up and coming receiver in the Cowboys. Amongst the Cowboys receivers, you know, he's definitely no CD Lamb, but he got a lot of targets this year. So that was interesting that he left. The big one we gave to Houston was our tight end, um, the main tight end. We lost Schultz, <laughs> which to me, I, I get, okay, Elliot, fine. We're Pollard. You know, we actually picked up the Texans, and then I say we traded with the, we got the Texans primary running back. No, we didn't get the running back. We got the wide receiver. So we got one of their best mm-hmm. wide receivers. So that was sort of the trade for Noah Brown. They took Noah Brown. It was okay. We took one of their better wide receivers, but they took Schultz. Schultz is like one of Prescott's primary targets, like between him and Lamb, Lamb as a wide receiver and Schultz as a, as a tight end. Like that was, I don't know. 70% of the targets <laughs> throughout the year, you know, maybe slightly less than that, but still, uh, I mean, Schultz was a very, very solid tight end. Lots of touchdowns. I don't know how we let him go. That was a big deal. That was uh, honestly funny enough. It's slightly more of a big deal than losing Zeke, but who's your running back now? So uh, Pollard's, you know, one of them, We don't know. Everybody's kind of looking at Cowboys to use their first round draft pick on a running back. Mm. And that's kind of wide open. There's some pretty good ones in the slot right now. Everybody's all on fire about B.J. Robinson coming out of Texas. And he's good. Don't get me wrong. He was the only thing that caused Texas to score any points throughout their whole season this year. (laughs) Literally, you watch them and they are awful, except for him. 
but he is not as good as they say he is. He's good. Well, he's he's going to have to really jump that learning curve. Yeah. Because as we've talked about before, the learning curve from college to professional is huge. It's huge. And there's no real minor league system. You know, not the XFL, not anything. Because the XFL, while entertaining and you hope maybe one or two of these guys can can break out of it and get back into the show, it, it's not a minor league system. You don't really learn in the XFL. I watched the XFL. That felt to me more like football than the USFL did. And the XFL is ongoing right now. So if you want to catch a game, mm-hmm. the game I watched so far, it felt more, it felt like better football than the USFL <laughs> games. Right. But I'm saying is, is like, you're not there to learn. You're there to hopefully get to the next level by looking better than anybody else on that field. Yeah. Well, yeah. Interesting enough, one of the running backs going to the draft is from AM, and that's Devon A-Chain. Oh. Hmm. And A-Chain was in the combine, which is the, you know, where all the people, all the kids go into the draft, go and do their stuff. It's the tryouts. It's the video tryouts for the draft. He was the fastest um, of all the running backs. Oh, wow. Yeah. So he's going to go to what? The Lions? The Colts? Who was dead last this year? Who? BJ Robinson, you figure? Which team is going to get the number one pick this year? Oh, the number one pick? I don't know. Yeah, the Texans were pretty awful. Yeah, they were. The the usuals, it's hard to say the usual suspects are not in the lineup. The Dolphins did pretty <laughs> well. You know, the Dolphins made it to the playoffs. So did the Jaguars. I mean, like you had a lot of people make it who, who normally don't. <laughs> who thought that the Jaguars could get better if they just got rid of their two-time national championship winning head coach? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, uh... Urban Myers, dirty old man, <laughs> and the Lions weren't bad either. The Lions were making a comeback towards the end of the season. That was, I mean, so I don't know. I, other than the Texans, I I don't know who did terrible. Uh, I know the Broncos didn't do very well, but so yeah, it, it, the draft will be interesting. That's coming up in a couple weeks. I I'm probably gonna watch the whole thing just because I'm very interested in who's going where, and I watch too much football these days, so. <laughs> That's the funny part with the Browns. We're finally kind of middle of the road and we're disappointed, but at the same time, we're not going to be watching the draft because what's the point? <laughs> we're in the middle. We're in the middle of the pack. So we're going to maybe get some, some guys and key points, but we got pretty much everything put together. We just need them to actually do their jobs now. <laughs> yeah. We got a few guys here and there, some trades here and there. I don't think we let anybody go major other than i don't understand this we let jacoby Brissett go so we can get josh dobbs who's been a quarterback for us before but jacoby Brissett was freaking good so why did we get rid of him yeah because we couldn't afford him we're spending their money out anyways and deshaun watson says he's gonna you know take a uh, reorganize his deal so that way we can have cap space to get other guys so i i don't I, I I don't know but. yeah say so we signed cooper rush to to two million dollar contract we, we upped him like by over a million dollars because we're like, yeah, having a solid backup quarterback is really nice, <laughs> especially since we know he can win games. Those have been kind of the big moves in the Cowboys arena. You know, we're interested to see the draft who we're going to try and draft. Beyond that, what's his name? The D-bag from Green Bay. <laughs> Aaron uh, Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers went to the Jets. <laughs> the Jets. <laughs> so you think to improve your career, you should go to the New York Jets. Yeah. Not the Giants, but the Jets. The Jets. 
that peyote that he that he takes must make him think it's back in the 1980s again <laughs> you know because i mean i i don't know i mean well he's just following the father's footsteps right that's that's where the farve went after his tenure at green bay he's going to the yes, jets but the thing was is that before he left the NFL, people liked Favre. <laughs> yeah, they liked him. He it was, you know, they thought he was a cool person, a good person. You know, it took him leaving the NFL for people to find out he was a dirtbag. <laughs> yeah, I'm very curious to see. This is the one time in my life you'll ever hear me be interested in what George R. R. Martin's opinion is on something, because <laughs> instead of writing, you know, the winds of winter, he writes his sports blog about the New York Giants and the New York Jets. So I know he knows what's going on. <laughs> and he's been following his team, you know, rapidly instead of doing his bleeping job, which is to finish the Game of Thrones series. You hear that, George? You hear? Finish your book. <laughs> he's you too fat busy. bastard. <laughs> he's too busy getting Jets, uh, Jets cheerleaders, you know, onto his rascal. Okay. Tell me I'm a liar. I'm not, Tell I'm not, me I'm a liar. I'm not, no, I'm not going to call you on it. I just won't. I just won't. Hey, we've met the guy. You can't tell me that man doesn't have a rascal. I mean, by now, unless he's slowed down, there's no way he doesn't. Unless he's had a bunch of plastic surgeon, surgeons carve him up like a turkey. <laughs> <laughs> there's a whole lot of just just so our audience knows there's a lot of pot calling me kettle black here because <laughs> neither me nor bruce are small men i don't know what you're talking about i know that's shocking coming from a podcast called pat and I the am fat nothing man but a talking head Literally, <laughs> this is everything yeah what you see on the video screen that's all of me. that's all I'm just floating here on my couch yeah pizza the hut <laughs> ate himself to death <laughs> so yeah interesting interesting postseason stuff i'll be interested to see what goes on in the draft uh in the meantime we've got the xfl going and booze ball starting up shocking everybody including all of the rangers fan the rangers are leading the al west seriously yeah wow because the first four games the uh the guardians did were against the mariners and they were tough yeah they were a serious team yeah the Strohs are like five and eight five and seven now Whereas the Rangers have a winning record. <laughs> I know they faced off against the Twins and the White Sox. Are you tell me they lost games to the Twins and the White Sox? My information is possibly two days old now. So, and we're so early Man. in the season. The, I don't know if they still are, but the last I checked, the Tampa Bay Rays were undefeated. Uh, AOS standings. Rangers, number one. Seven wins, four losses. The Angels at seven wins, five losses. The Astros at six wins, seven losses. The Mariners at five wins, eight losses. And the Athletics at three wins, nine losses. Wow. We faced the uh, Athletics, lost one game, though we shouldn't have. And I got to tell you, the lowest attendance of the Mariners game that we played in that opening series was like, I don't know, 30,000. You took all three games that we played against Oakland and it was under 12,000 people in attendance. <laughs> All three games put together. <laughs> I went to the game uh, yesterday, and like I said, I only made it through the first inning because it's just too dang loud in the stadium for my children uh, who don't like loud noises. And I don't blame them because when I was their age, I didn't like loud noises either, so not shocked. But it was empty. I mean, there were there were people in every section, a couple, 
<laughs> and granted, I, I left, but like, I think, you know, a lot of people, had, very few people were still filtering in by the time I left at the end of the, at the bottom of the third inning. It looked fairly empty. I don't know how many people were there, but I, it's interesting to me how, how much ticket prices are. Because in the old stadium, the old field, I could sit on the first baseline in like the first deck for 40, 50 bucks. Mm-hmm. Now to sit anywhere on the first deck is over a hundred dollars. That's ridiculous. Home plate is like 500 bucks. You're, Who's going to pay that? Like even in the outfield, if it's over a hundred bucks in the outfield, that's now. Yeah. Right. And so it's not until you get to the second deck where the prices start getting like reasonable and it's really mm-hmm. not until you get to the outfield where the prices actually become reasonable and from what i saw last year i mean it's nice that it's a domed stadium that you're you know because it's going to be you know effing hot there yeah. in like another week oh yeah but the, the field looks terrible it doesn't look real even though they're trying their best to make it look real because there's uh you know 80 something games of baseball in a stadium a year you know, that kind of money is not going to generate you anything. You know, what you want to do is have people say, you know what? I paid five bucks again here. I'll spend $15 for a hot dog. Yeah. I'll spend a hundred dollars on a Jersey. They have this cool like family deal where it's half off or not a family deal. It's like Tuesdays where it's half off on Tuesdays, mm-hmm. uh, but it's only like the outfield sections. And so like it's $12 or six bucks. That's nice, but it'd be nice if they did some of some of the more closer to the in, you know, <laughs> mm-hmm. it's on that deal. And because looking at it, I'm like, it's nobody out here. Like I don't, <laughs> right? I don't know. I don't know how they're making their money. Well, you know, and here's the other thing too. And I guess we'll. This is the big thing going into the baseball talk is with these new rules. On average, game times have dropped by a half hour. Yeah. Instead of a three hour game, you got two and a half hour game, which means that you are spending less time in a stadium getting concessions. In fact, if the game's moving fast enough, you're probably people are probably not even bothering going to concessions now because it takes too darn long. At least I know it was when I went to Guardians games that it took a while to get a hot dog and a drink, which is ridiculous because it's, you know, it's it's all you sell in a, in a ballpark is hot dogs. What you're trying to get people to do is the spend a little extra on the crazy stuff which is fine but it has to be quicker now yeah when i noticed we walked the park basically around just because so i could get a feel for what the you know what it is where mm-hmm. everything is and all the stuff and they, it kind of sucked because the the there's like four floor four decks that mm-hmm. go to the, the various areas and the top deck and the bottom deck are pretty much free roam. You can go anywhere. Right. The two are the club levels. Yeah. Two and three yeah. are like club levels. And so, and it's not the easiest to get between one and four. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so that was kind of a pain in the neck, but walking around the, where we were on the, on the fourth deck, you know, not a whole lot of people. So we got in and out of concessions like that. Like we just walked up, mm. bought our stuff, walked away, mm. you know, the 15 minutes prior to game or prior to uh first pitch. Mm-hmm. Whereas when we went down and watched the first deck, it was a lot more crowded down there. I saw, I want to say at least three of those grab and goes where you mm-hmm. just walk in. It's like you scan yeah. a card, you walk in, card. you grab what you want, you scan it on the way out. No. There's nobody to check out and everything. So that was interesting. We didn't, I didn't use any of that stuff. But none of that stuff's like hot stuff, right? None of that. That's all cold stuff, candy. No, no. Yeah, it was hot stuff. I had hot dogs and, and popcorn and whatnot. Oh, wow. Good for them. Yeah. They basically, they had, they had a couple guys in there who I guess were mm. 
watching it or whatever. Right. And they had a couple, and then they had a wall with all that stuff and the guys behind it in the kitchen, I guess, refilling. Oh, it. that's cool. That, yeah. That's going to have to be the way of the future. Cause if the games are really getting that much faster, then uh, it's not worth waiting in line. If you know, you're going to miss half the game. Right. We watched the first inning and the kids were, you know, Mike was just sitting there with his hands over his head. He's miserable. So we left. <laughs> you know, we walked around the park more or less inside and then, you know, left effectively through the same door we came in. So we did a full 360. Mm-hmm. By the time we made it from our seats to exiting, we were at the top of the fourth. Mm-hmm. And then by the time we walked to uh, the van, got in the van, we were in the fifth or sixth. Mm-hmm. And then by the time I got home, it was the eighth inning. Yeah. The game was just moving so, so fast, yep. so much yep. faster. Um, which honestly is kind of nice. I d- <laughs> I d- well, I'll I'll say this because the Guardians have this pitcher kid named uh, his last name's Karen Chak, and I remember last year he liked to f- around so much in between pitches or in between batters, constantly throwing the ball into the glove, back and forth into the glove, grabbing the rosin bag, flipping his hair. I mean, it it was getting ridiculous, and I couldn't believe back then before these rules he wasn't getting penalized and. The first game this season, like he timed out like twice on the pitch clock. Huh. And it is like it just drives you nuts to see him screwing around like that. Whereas like everybody else is like, you know, they know what they want to do. They want to get it going. They like the pace. You know, if they absolutely have to slow it down, they give themselves at least another six extra seconds just to wait or whatever. But they usually don't come close to, you know, timing out. So it's it's nice, you know, go, go, go action. Yeah. At least from the pitcher, you know. Yeah. So let's let's talk about for our listeners. What what are the changes this season? Now, from the moment the, the pitcher gets the ball, if there's no runners on base, the pitcher has 15 seconds to throw the pitch. The batter has until the eight seconds left on that pitch clock to be in the box and engaged and meaning looking at and ready to swing with the pitcher. If there's a runner on base, he's, uh, the pitcher has 20 seconds and the same eight second rule applies to the batter. There is 30 seconds in between batters for the batter to step into the box and for the pitcher to throw his pitch. So those are the rules for the pitch clock. We've got larger bases now uh, on the infield to help really th- it's to help kind of make stealing bases easier essentially i mean that's not what they're saying it's for part of it they're saying the safety safety yeah yeah <laughs> but really it's you know a little more action on running the bases so there's pitcher can only throw what is it twice right so the pitcher can only uh step off the rubber the little rubber plate he has on the mound twice per at bat now that is for either taking a timeout or for throwing over uh to pick the runner off at first yeah here's the thing and i uh stipulate this is that if he if the first uh, is to uh, try to pick off the runner, if his first step off is to pick off the runner, then the second time has to succeed. And if it doesn't, then it's considered a balk and the runner advances to second. Yeah. And so does the, you know, the player. That's pretty big. Yeah. Well, it's the, you know, around and find out. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so what they're really trying to do. Yeah. <laughs> the batter at plate gets to step out of the box once per at bat. If he does it again, if he calls timeout uh, after that one time, it's considered a strike against the the batter. Hmm. 
So what happens if the pitcher times out? It's a ball to the uh, to the batter. Okay, that's what I figured it was going to be a ball, but I wasn't absolutely certain on that one. Okay. And uh, from what I understand, there are instances even in this year so far, and the season's about two weeks old, where batters have either struck out or uh, walked because of time clock violations. Yep. And then earlier in the week, slash this past weekend against the Mariners, I found out that as far as the pitch clock is concerned, what happens is, is once the clock hits zero, there is a buzzer that's supposed to go off in an earpiece for the umpire to tell him that the clock has hit zero and that the that there's a vi- time violation. Kind of like delay of game in football. There's sometimes it's not instant, you know, that as right. soon as it hits zero, that there's a violation. The umpire does not call it until he hears the buzz which is being monitored from somebody else. Yeah. That's the indicator. So again, like, like the NFL, you know, there could be like a full heartbeat before, you know, oh, that's it. Yeah. Time clock violation. Yep. I found out today that for video review challenges, coaches have 20 seconds from the time that the play has happened to call a challenge for a video review. After that, he can't call it anymore for that play. Mm. So I bring it up because here was an interesting moment that took, no kidding, almost a half an hour to clear up. Wow. Guardians had runners, bottom of the first, runners second and third. Jose Ramirez hits a blooper to, cent- to, to center field. Center fielder goes and slides and uh, tries to make a catch, and it looks like he did it. But Jose Ramirez, as he's rounding first, notices that he doesn't catch it. In fact, the ball hits the ground on its way into the glove. Oh. So he starts going towards second because he thinks that, you know, or well, he stopped in between second and first because he thinks, you know, do I go? Do I not? They called him. They called me out. Yeah. And so the Yankees threw to second base and get the runner that was going from second to third because he didn't tag up. And the Yankees think double play. We're out of the inning. It's over. Well, in that kind of chaos and confusion, the coach did call for a review and it doesn't happen right away. There's some time. Yeah. The umpires all get together, video review it. Sure enough, it was not a catch. And so they come and tell the coaches, Hey, it's not a catch. Runner goes to third from second to third batter goes to first and there's nobody out. Aaron Boone manager for the Yankees is so livid. I mean, he spent a solid 10 minutes yelling (laughs) at these umpires and in the middle of that, they throw him out, and he still keeps coming back and forth from the dugout to <laughs> yell at these umpires. I mean, this whole thing was crazy. So, you know, it's not perfect, <laughs> but for the most part, they get it right most of the time. And so you can definitely see there are moments where there's some confusion about certain things. But two weeks into the season, a lot of this stuff's going to get fixed. I think that robot home plate umpires is going to be a thing. Yeah, because even now I I still see it all the time this season. Things that should be strikes aren't called. Things aren't strike that are called strikes. It's just too inconsistent, and it's gonna mess up the game at key points at some point. So at least with a robot umpire, it's gonna be more accurate. Yeah, and less susceptible to human error. Yep. And uh, and the other part, the other uh, big change is the no more shift. Uh, yes, no more infield shifts. So <clears throat> the rule there is, is that you have to have two infielders on either side of second base. 
and they have to be the shortstop and the third base and, and the third baseman to the left of second base and the first baseman and the second baseman to the right. And both feet have to be touching the clay in the infield. So they can't be in shallow, you know, left or right field. Yeah. Has it made a, a difference? I'm sure it has, but probably not to the point where you're like, oh, this would never have happened if, you know, the shift were on. I mean, yeah. And I mean, ultimately, this was a the pitcher clock was meant to speed the game up, right? The shift is not necessarily meant to speed the game up. The shift is meant to prevent hits. Right. And so getting rid of the shift means more hits. So the, right. the thought process there being more hits make a more exciting game. Right. Which I agree. <laughs> because of the pitch clock, it does make stolen bases happen more often. Well, yeah. I mean, you're as a runner, you're kind of protected in a big way. Right. Well, you can you can time it out a little bit. Yeah. It's a lot even easier if the pitcher throws out twice, you know, steps off twice. Yeah. Then, you know, you're pretty much, you know, free to go. But you mean that both the pitcher and the catcher kind of know this, too. So, I mean, there can be communication things there to kind of negate that, too. Yeah. So, I mean, it does add an element of increased probability of stolen bases. But that also means that the pitcher and the catcher have to be more skilled at their job. Yeah. Just like the, the the shift rule means that infielders have to be more skilled at their job. You don't have anybody backing you up, basically, you know, if you mess up. So it does require more skill than it did before. Yeah. Which I think that makes for a more fun game. It does. <laughs> the games are faster, more runs and, you know, every game. You know, you don't have these, you know, one run first innings and then nothing the rest of the game. Yeah, that's kind of the hallmark of the last couple of seasons has been typically you end up with one or two innings that they're, when all the action happens and the rest of it's just boring as all get out. <laughs> I'm going to be trying to go to several Rangers games this year, really kind of try and get into baseball a little more. If Cleveland weren't so far away, I would have gone to all three games uh, against the Yankees because they were offering $11 tickets for the upper deck. Wow. Yeah, and I, I we got a Yankee series coming up here at the end of the month, and I'm I'm thinking about going to all of those, although they are not offering discounts <laughs> on those tickets. And that's a premium game. But so on top of the eleven dollar tickets for the Yankees games, they were offering fifty dollar a month tickets for standing room. But it's like you know fifty dollars for every game that month. Hmm. Yeah, that's a pretty good deal. You know, given month you get like what twenty five games easy. Yeah, twenty five, twenty four. So you can make some good use out of that. Well, okay, maybe not 25 or 24, but I mean, 50 bucks. You can get a lot of games in for that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Make it worthwhile pretty quick. I mean, you make Mm -hmm. four games, five, you know, you make five games. That's $10 a ticket. Not bad Mm -hmm. at all. (laughs) Yeah. So the standing room at Progressive Fields, $15 district ticket. So you're looking at three games and the fourth one would make it worth it. Yep. So they're trying. So I have to say I'm very disappointed in, in Guardians fans. The Yankees fans were very boisterous during the series, and I find that terrible that the people, that Cleveland sports fans couldn't come there and drown them out. Hmm. We got a good team. This is a very good team. It's the early first two weeks, and thank God we're getting rid of we're getting some of these games out of the way with early because you know first series against the Yankees in the first month. Thank God. <laughs> <laughs> that means we could focus on you know teams that aren't quite as difficult that aren't quite as big named for the rest of the season. Yeah. And I mean, their guardians are doing good. They're, they're much the same 
as last year. They got a couple new players that they really need to to get their act together. But uh, this is a team that can create some runs, and um, they're looking good. So I think we can take the division again this year. I'm hoping we can go to the American League uh, Championship Series. That would be the next step, and um, yeah, we'll see. Yeah, you know it'll be. Um, it's interesting because. Didn't you say that all the teams are playing all the teams this year, which is a little different? I don't think so. That would be insane. Yeah. I don't know if you could do that. Right. That wouldn't make any sense to me. <laughs> There's four teams per division, three divisions. So that's 12, 24 teams. And you've got to play at least your own division twice. Mm-hmm. And it's a three game set usually, though we had seven games against the Mariners. Seven. So, Holy crap. Yeah. Four in the opening series. And then we just did, uh, we had three. three against them this past weekend. Okay. So, yeah, normally it's one four game series, one three game series for the folks you play twice. Mm-hmm. Cool. Well, any other sports ball news we want to talk about? Well, hockey, we're about to enter the playoffs. That's the exciting time for non hockey people to pay attention to hockey and then maybe get into it. Yep. Really the NHL uh, playoffs are very exciting. I wasn't into hockey very much uh, for a while there. And then I started watching the playoffs and it's a lot of fun. Uh, and uh, you actually have a reason to watch because the Dallas stars are in it. Oh yeah. 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 I'm actually going to try and go to a game. I think maybe more than oh, one. exciting. The hockey games are fun because it's never have to worry about being uncomfortable. It's, you know, inside and it's cold so yep <laughs> you get a nice uh 18 minute break in between periods so you know nice. concessions and bathrooms and things like that yep. you know i've been to a couple of uh Columbus blue jackets games this year um they won on my birthday and then we went last week and they just got absolutely creamed by uh the florida panthers which is fine because um they're trying to tank essentially so they can have a better <laughs> draft lottery yeah this is such a, I mean, I, I don't, I don't understand lottery systems. They're so messed up, <laughs> but I mean, it's, it's amazing that you could be the worst team in, in your sport and still not have the best player in the draft. You yeah. know, in fact, there's a good chance or no, I'm not going to say a good chance, but there's a chance that the team that wins the Stanley cup still gets the best draft pick. <laughs> yeah. I, I really like how the NFL does it. It's just like, yeah, I think it's a good way to spread the wealth <laughs> and yeah. and not have just a single team, just be dominant year after year, after year, after year, after year, makes it more fun in my opinion. So it's been rough, but uh, I'm going to be a season ticket holder for the first time next year nice. uh, for the blue jackets. It's quarter season. So 10 games, you get to pick 10 games out of 41 at the home games and um, not too bad, like 90 bucks a month yeah. for two tickets. The Columbus Blue Jackets, their big thing is they've got a, a cannon, like an old, you know, like Civil War type cannon. You know, anytime they score a goal, they fire off the <sighs> cannon. Our section that we're going to pick our seats are right over that cannon. So we're going to have fun <laughs> with that. Hopefully it's some high scoring games we go to this year. Score um, a fucking goal. Goal. Oh, my God. <laughs> Seven nothing in that game. <laughs> Wasted money for these seats. Yeah. And I'm just constantly surprised with this team. This bad that night we just went to that Florida game. There were there was a hot a soccer game going down the road. I don't think it was the first home game, but it was close to there was 19,000 people at that soccer game. There were still 17,000 at the hockey game for a bad hockey game. Yeah. So it's, it's really incredible to see how uh, 
Columbus is a sports town. It's a sports city that that loves its teams and supports it no matter what. Looking forward to to next season and seeing how we do. And then this year for the playoffs, um, I'm going to root for the Toronto Maple Leafs. Um, Canada needs a break. <laughs> Hockey is their national sport, and they have not won a Stanley Cup in God knows how long. No it has been a long time. Order given, sir. <laughs> Screw the Canadians. <laughs> in a year following a, a, us getting beat in the uh, in the Olympics by the Canadians. <laughs> No quarter, sir. <laughs> May they drown in syrup. <laughs> <laughs> How is that a punishment for them? I mean, who wouldn't want to drown in syrup? <laughs> I mean, okay. You got me there. <laughs> <laughs> who wouldn't want to drown in syrup? Syrup. Instead of like <laughs> diabetics. Syrup pouring down on a guy who wouldn't want to drown in syrup. <laughs> You know, we so we we hired a new offensive coordinator for the Texas A&M football team, and God, I can't remember his name, but he is kind of a crazy nut job off the field. He's supposedly an, oh, an excellent, excellent offensive coordinator, offensive minded guy. So if Jimbo lets him do his thing, then theoretically we should have a good season. <laughs> We're just worried that. Both of them may end up in jail for murder. I was going to say, College Station is a town you can get in some trouble in. Well, that's every college town. And, oh, and, no. And, and so, yeah, there's just somewhere. in. I remember in the, uh, in the final uh, SEC short skit for the year, there was the, uh, you know, there was the grading, the teacher giving the kids their final grades for the year. And she was, you know, so disappointed. And it's like, don't worry, we've already hired, you know, so-and-so. Or, you know, we've we fixed the problem. She's like, you hired this guy? Are you kidding me? <laughs> guys, just like, <laughs> or she's like, you're either going to all go to jail or win the national championship. <laughs> and the guy's like, either way, it'll be good TV. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, everyone who joined us. Appreciate you checking us out on YouTube. And remember, we have a podcast, Pat and the Fat Man, patthefatman.com. Uh, if you want to support us, we would really appreciate it because the editing for these videos does cost money. You know, each one costs not a small amount of money. <laughs> so uh, we would appreciate having more Patreons, patrons on our Patreon, which you can find going to patthefatman.com and clicking on the Patreon button. So we do appreciate all of our listeners and uh, remember to check us out and share us with all your friends and family and strangers. I'm Pat. And I'm the Invisible Fat Man. Stay classy. Go guards. (sighs) Oh, your video froze. It's a good look, too. (laughs) I know what happened with the video here, man. You're cutting me out, man. You're cutting me out. I'm getting born famous by the minute, and you're cutting me out. Yep, that's right, folks. I could not stand the fat man outshining me with his video. I had to uh, I had to disable his feed. You may black out my image, but you'll never black out my voice. I can... No, I can mute you. Hold on a sec. What? Mute- <laughs> Ha <laughs> ha
Mann. 